Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Welcome to the sixth episode in our series of the Enneagram and Leadership. Since it's the sixth, that means we're talking about type six, the loyalist. Oh my goodness, it's so wonderful to really learn about these fabulous individuals. Part of me is excited to share all this with you because a six is one of my wings, but I also know so many six loyal individuals and I just love them. They have the ability to press in to find what works. Now, I'm phrasing that in a positive way because oftentimes our type six friends get the bum rap of being called skeptics. Why? Well, they ask a lot of questions about proving that something is going to be safe, will work, will be productive, will have a favorable outcome, all for the reason of helping others, not because of their own needs or their own agenda. Sixes are the ones who are looking for the best case scenario for the outcome, and they do it by poking holes in the places that we miss, where we just generally might skim over and say, oh, that'll, that'll be all right. We'll, we'll catch it next time. A six will say, what if this happens? Or how will you deal with this if this happens? Or what will you do when this happens? They're the ones that can find the end game in the worst case scenario. They have a very active imagination and it usually goes in the direction of what might not work rather than the possibilities of things that can work they see the possibilities of things that won't. That may sound like a Debbie Downer, but honestly, we need sixes. We need those eyes to be able to show us, hey, you know, this isn't safe right here, running an extension cord across this path that's going through a puddle of water. (laughs) Somebody might say, oh, it's no big deal. It's insulated. And a type six will say, that's the wrong kind of thinking, not safe. In fact, here's a fun fact. Type six is purported to be the most, uh, has the highest number, I'm going to say it a different way, has the highest number of people who are that type. 
and we need that to be true because as a as the human race, we need people to be looking out for others, for safety, for health reasons, for uh, consideration when they're building things like bridges and skyscrapers and and uh, parks where children are going to be playing on various kinds of surfaces. A type six is the one who will be able to do that testing and say, this is the safest surface beneath the swing set on a playground. Thank you, type six. It's interesting because all of the types on the Enneagram have great benefits, as well as those kinds of things that that hold individuals back. And a type six has that fear as their underlying motive. They find themselves right in the center of the head triad and the the vice, if you will, for five, six, and seven who are in the head triad is fear. The other thing that's hard about being in the head triad is that they're in their head a lot and they think about all the possibilities of what might go wrong too often. Now, a six, as I mentioned, is a great person to have on a solutions-oriented team because they're going to be looking at the potentials and being able to design the tests to prove what does work. We need them. Civil engineers, they're the sixes. Perhaps the medical profession has a lot of type six in their ranks. So the type six has some additional characteristics. One of the things that sets them apart is that they see the gray areas in logic. They're the ones that truly will lean into, yep, I see this or this, but there's also these possibilities. And by having that ability to see what might happen and imagine what might happen, they can help the rest of us develop a product or strengthen an organization or take something in a new direction because they're helping us see those potentials. One of the things that's hard though for a sixth is that that questioning that they point out toward the world, they also take into themselves. And so they question their own ability to make good decisions. They question whether or not they are making the right decision, even though they've researched and collected all the information that at that moment is known to them, they still lack trust in their ability. So that's an area that a six can grow in is to learn to trust their ability to find the problems, address the problems, and therefore make sound decisions. In every Enneagram type, there are three subtypes, as I've mentioned before. And for the sixth, they're 
self-preservation subtype, they demonstrate warmth and they want to be close with family and a small group of friends. And that is the way that they move through the world. In the one-to-one subtype, a six shows up with strength and intimidation, and they are often mistyped as an eight because they come into a situation asserting themselves. And they look more like uh, strong and not fearful like other sixes can look. And the social subtype, they focus on duty and responsibility. And they're, they're like the social guardian. They're the ones that are looking um, like a hen gathering the chicks together. They're concerned about doing the right thing. And they're the ones that are most black or white in their thinking. And they're often uh, mistyped as a one because of their emphasis on the one right way to do things. All the, all of the types on the Enneagram have lines that connect them for uh, s- security and stress. And for the six, they are part of the main equilateral triangle in the Enneagram model. And so when you look at that model, you see the connection between the three, the six, and the nine. And it continues, you know, as a, as a completed triangle. For a line that a six has toward three, that's where they go when they're in stress. Now, as I've mentioned in other episodes, we can learn from each of the different types that we're connected to and take on the the higher side of that particular type, if you will. And so the line to three helps a six learn to take action rather than stay in their head. It also helps them to take credit when they have come up with a good result for a problem that needs to be solved. They can also, in their line to nine, which is where they go in security, they can learn to go with the flow more rather than being uh, stuck in their head again and not able to take action. And they also learn that in their security space, it's good for them to get outside, get out and be active take action. Now, just a quick review, a three is in the center of the heart triad. So they're learning to take that um, credit for what they are doing is part of acknowledging their need as a six. And the nine is in the center of the gut triad or the body triad. And so a six, when they're in security, is learning to take uh, activity and action to get out of their head so much. A type six has the two wings, a five and a seven. Remember that it's the two numbers that are adjacent to that core type. So a six sits between the five and the seven, which 
unfortunately lands them 100% in the head triad. Both a five and a seven are in the head triad. So that's why a six can be the one that has such a struggle in getting out of their head and taking action and paying attention to their needs. But it's possible. All of the types in the Enneagram can learn and grow. And that's what is so wonderful about this typology because it gives vocabulary and action steps that you can continue to grow and develop as a person and then in your profession. So a five wing for the six is where they can lean to get the information necessary to be an observer and watch what is happening in the group dynamics. They also, in getting that information, can develop the, um, the trust that they have what they need to make a solid decision. From their wing seven, they can start to develop the opportunity to see more optimistic possibilities rather than a pessimistic uh, possibility. So the things that can go well, as well as the things that might not go well. And so to have both of those action-oriented thought processes in place for a six is going to help them be ready to make good, solid decisions. They're also, when they lean on their five and their seven, they have the chance to take on those upbeat characteristics, especially of the seven, who is able to laugh at their own mistakes and minimize what doesn't go well. And so a six leaning on their seven wing will take on those those fabulous characteristics of saying, well, oh well, we'll do it again another time. A six left to their own devices and stuck in their head is going to ruminate on what didn't go well and try to figure out how to resolve that, which is often why they're mistyped as a one. Because as we've talked about before, the one is the, the type that has that inner critic whose voice is the loudest saying, well, you should have done this instead of that. So our poor type ones and type sixes have this inner dialogue that's going on all the time. So for both of them, learning how to access their wings and their lines will help them take on some wisdom from the other Enneagram types. And we've talked before about the triads. I mentioned that they're in the center of intelligence, the head triad, and what that does for them, which is fear and being stuck in their head, thinking about all the the potentials that, that could go wrong. But they also are in two other triads. Their social style is compliant. And what that means is like the one, the two, and then the six as well. They go along to get along. And you'll find a six will be less assertive of what they're interested in doing or where they're interested in going unless it becomes a safety issue. And then you'll hear from them. They will 
raise the concern about uh, kayaking without personal flotation devices. (laughs) They'll, They'll be the ones to say, I'm not ready to go in that elevator because this uh, building was questionable when it was built. They're going to know these things. The other uh, triad that they belong to is their, their conflict style, and they're reactive. And what that means is they're, I mentioned, pessimistic. So when they hear something and they're in conflict, they're going to be the ones that are the naysayers in the organization. They're also going to be more anxious and they're going to react defensively because their posture is towards safety and wanting things to go well. They're going to be the ones that are crossing their arms in a meeting and saying, that's not going to work. So how do we work with a leader who is an NEA 6 if they're unhealthy? Well, we're going to notice that that leader hangs back, is more critiquing of their teams, and not offering potential solutions. They're going to feel like they're uh, poking holes in everything, and it might be hard for their team to come under that kind of leadership, which is why it's so important for all of the enneotypes to do their personal growth and development work. For a six, when they're healthy, their purpose is going to be focused on building a better team, a better organization, a better product. Their questioning is going to be to unearth and to to make evident the things that need attention. They're going to be more solutions oriented and push for the best for everybody, not just how they might look as a leader or how the organization might look, but how everybody is impacted. So their focus when they're healthy, again, is toward the betterment of all. And we need you type sixes. I'm so glad that this is one of my wings because I have learned through my work experiences and parenting and relationship experiences. It's great to have that first aid kit, that bug out box, making sure you have gas in the car, making sure you have money in the bank, the kinds of things that we all might just take for granted. But a six is going to pay attention to those kinds of details so that everybody can succeed. Thanks again for being here to hear about the type six, the loyalist. I'd love to hear any questions that you might have about the Enneagram journey. And I'd love to hear your own uh, impact or experience with a type six or any of the other Enneagram types. Look forward to being with you again soon. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. 
I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I'd like to invite you to go to letgoleaninpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter there. Where it says learn more, you can sign up to get a monthly newsletter that I share just the information from each of the episodes that you might not have had the opportunity to go back and check out the show notes. There'll be the highlights, the links, and other pieces of information that are pertinent to the podcast, as well as go over to Instagram and follow Let Go Lean In Podcast over there because I am starting to use that more frequently as a way to help you as a leader get to see some encouraging graphics and have a few posts each week to encourage you in your leadership. So again, thank you for going over to uh, Apple Podcasts and liking and subscribing and reviewing this podcast, as well as signing up for the once a month at the end of the month resource recap newsletter for Let Go Lean In Podcast. See you next time.